Hey everyone, no calls this week, but we do have a couple of questions that were sent to us via social media. And the first one is from Shayna. Can you recommend one of your favorite horror movies of 2023 so far? I've only seen one, and that's Infinity Pool. So I guess that one. <laughs> that's a good one. It's a I good like, one. Yeah, we might yeah. be talking about that extensively sooner or later. Who knows? Um, Who knows? I, I'm going to say the movie's sick. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I still I went back to rewatch it. So I had like a second watch this past week and it's a lot of fun. Very straightforward. There's an awesome chase scene. It's just a great time. Is sick on Hulu? Uh, Peacock. 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 Mm-hmm. That's where I saw it popping up. Okay. Nice. How about you, Megan? Uh, just to mix it up, I'm going to say talk to me from Sundance, which will be out this summer. Uh awesome so yeah so you're like it's in the future for everybody else yeah <laughs> the past well i mean in the the fu- his the favorite so far but i saw it at sundance but it's coming so i feel like i can i can get away with it nice awesome. and our second question is what's the weirdest horror movie you have ever seen that's got to be a tough question for you two especially it's really hard <laughs> Mine are all ones I think you've assigned. You guys have assigned me. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, well, I did recently talk about how weird possession was, and yeah. it is, uh, and the beyond is weird. Um, but I think, I think I have to say house, or hosu, or like the Japanese mm-hmm. version. It is so just another level of bizarre like i i don't i don't really know what i was watching at any given time how about you megan this is so hard because i feel like i'm gonna spit out the first thing that pops into mind and then after we're done recording i'm gonna be like and this one and this one and this one oh i do that almost regularly when i go back and listen to these i'm like i can't believe i didn't mention whatever yeah um okay so off the cuff i think i'm gonna go with tetsuo the iron man yeah yeah i've only seen part of it oh i had another answer (laughs) i suppose i'll wait for xena and then i'll follow up because there's another one that i mean house is weird but there's another one uh how about you xena I guess I'm going to go with rubber because it's just a tire. I knew you were going to say rubber. Because, you know, I remember when I first watched it, I wanted to just fight the filmmakers. But then I... (laughs) I thought you still did. (laughs) No, I have a a weird relationship with it. I just... It's basically about a killer tire named Robert. (laughs) And he can make people and things explode. Oh, rubber. Okay. Rubber. Yeah, rubber, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one for for now because sometimes it, it's also too like what do you mean by weird? What kind of weird? You know. So, but I don't know. I'm just gonna go with that one because the killer. Oh, I think it's subjective. I mm-hmm. think everybody's got a weird one where someone else is like, "Are you kidding? No, that is avant garde <laughs> brilliance." And it's like, ah, is it? It could be both. It can uh, be multiple things at once. And I think my other answer does fall into that category, and it's Eraserhead by yeah. David Lynch. Yeah, because that one I. I don't get. I, I I love David Lynch. No, that's not. Sorry. Let me be more specific. I love the David Lynch that I like. <laughs> like there's, it's weird. Like there's, I don't really think that there's David Lynch stuff that I just like. Mm-hmm. I think I love it or I don't get it. And it is just way over my head. Like I'm not tracking what's going on. 
So, yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of not knowing what's going on, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the what? disgusting things we love in the horror world. And help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. Hello. I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile, too. I'm going to tell you what's been filling my heart this week. Let us know, John. So I didn't have assignments because there were two things that popped up in the meantime that I wanted to talk about. One that I've wanted to talk about for a while, and that's 2024's Suspect Zero which is currently uh, just started streaming on HBO Max. A mysterious serial killer is hunting other serial killers, and one FBI agent suspects there may be more to the vigilante than they imagine. So this one's interesting. It stars Aaron Eckhart and Ben Kingsley. And, um, oh, shoot, she was in The Matrix. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird editing, more than anything else that's a little bit disjointed. But the concept of it, it's fascinating. Ben Kingsley is outstanding. I mean, he's outstanding in everything. True. Um, But he, I really love, it kind of delves into like the MKUltra experiments that the CIA did back in like the 60s and 70s using LSD to see if they could, turn potential communists or spies and it was the the most insane stuff that you're like oh the government thought this was a good idea huh we're just going to start experimenting on people and then at some point someone was kind of like hey maybe people can read minds and they're like well we better look into that before the russians can do that so they started creating all these programs to see if they could develop telepathy and telekinesis and things like like the men who stared at goats is a good movie example of this and in this case it's remote viewing and for those of you who don't know remote viewing is just a concept where using like audio prompts it's like your brain switches and you can see a person somewhere else like you know what they're doing you can see through their eyes or you can see what they're doing to locate individuals and that's kind of the premise of this that it kind of dives into these concepts but it, it's, it's this really kind of gritty, dark, almost seven-esque feel to it that Ooh. it just, it works really well. And there's an alternate ending that I wish they ran the alternate ending. Um, but it was just, it just really fascinated me just the way they went about it. Because there is, it's a lot of darkness to the movie. And like the actual things that are like happening are pretty bleak feeling and like just the, the overall concepts but i really like it because it's just a really fun a really fun movie to watch it's this fun mix of like darkness and like uh police procedural mixed in with horror uh, kind you know kind of like what you see like in silence of lambs like a hannibal Lecter type movie but not and mm-hmm. i think i like that concept of you take something so heavily rooted as like a law enforcement agency and then throw horror into it hmm. and having these people who have like a book and rules and the concept of the world as they understand it, that they're following. And then they have to go into a world they have no comprehension of. I love that sort of thing. Like that juxtaposition just works really well for me. Um, have, I, have you seen Suspect Zero? I haven't. I feel like 
people don't really ever talk about it. Like mm. I remember seeing it and kind of being like, what the hell is this? Cause it, it's, it's a very dark police procedural. It's on HBO max. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Like th- there's definitely some faults to it as far as the pacing is concerned, but I really dig what they were going for. And again, Ben Kingsley was just fantastic. Yeah. It kind of sounds similar to um, silence of the lambs in um, insomnia. Yeah. Yeah. Insomnia is another good example of that too. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then the other one I randomly stumbled across on Tubi and I got super fascinated and it was 1978's Mountain of the Cannibal God, <laughs> which, which is on Tubi. I think it's on a few things, but mainly Tubi. It's also known as, if you look it up anywhere else, it's also known as Slave of the Cannibal God. A girl and her brother fly to New Guinea to look for a lost expedition led by her husband who has vanished in the great jungle. So this one is okay. Have either of you seen this? No, I, I... <laughs> but I'm, so pr- I'm completely in by the title. I feel proud of me. I saw two movies. Neither of you have seen this week. <laughs> You're uh, magical. This one. Well, this one really fascinated me because as I was watching it, it was a very cannibal Holocaust feel to it. Like you're going into the jungle and the indigenous people are cannibals. And so it's very exploitative in that way. And there's quite a bit of animal cruelty in it. There's some invoked by humans, like some, like for anyone who's squeamish out there about seeing animals die, there is a scene where you watch an anaconda eat a monkey. Like the full process, like, like jaw on its head, it trying to fight out. Like, it's like, whoa, that's a weird route to take. And you see like a Gila monster, like cut open. And like, so there is, if you have any qualms about seeing that, don't (laughs) watch this. (laughs) And there's a lot of brutality, like uh, almost, almost like bone tomahawk level brutality going on with the indigenous persons involved in it. Like not bisection, (laughs) But it's a, it's very brutal to watch. And I was like, wow, this is... So somebody watched Cannibal Holocaust and they got inspired. And then I looked it up. Cannibal Holocaust happened two years after this. Oh. So then I kind of fell down another rabbit hole of how the vast majority of cannibal movies that were coming out in the 70s and 80s were Italian. Like there was some sort of Italian wave to cannibal movies. So it was more that fascination of there's kind of this subset within the genre of these really, really brutal movies focusing on cannibalism and indigenous persons who are cannibals because of obviously any undiscovered tribe used to be a cannibal, according to Hollywood or whatever movie studios. So, and it starts Stacey Keach. Like it, it actually has recognizable actors in it which I think is easier to watch than Cannibal Holocaust because Cannibal Holocaust with kind of unknowns and a little bit more found footage style. It feels rawer. It, it, rawer? Is that a, that's a word, <laughs> more raw, uh, more like unrefined or, or a little grittier where it's like, oh, no, that's Stacey Keach. Like, I'm okay. Okay. I'm just watching a movie. This is fine. But it was more just like the concept of like, wow, this is, this is pretty brutal and... Mm kind of just like a a look into this subgenre and i guess there was a documentary talking about like this cannibal wave within horror and in italy and so yeah it's i'm hesitant to call it a good 
movie. Uh, it follows a plot like you would expect, and it's pretty brutal across the board for a lot of different reasons. But I'm more fascinated by it like from a historical sense of as a precursor to Cannibal Holocaust and Cannibal Ferrix and, and other cannibal movies and things like that and how it's evidently a massive blind spot, which I'm not sad that I have in horror. But I was more like, wow, they, 70s got away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> Like you could, like no movie studio would make this anymore. So it's just more fascination yeah. than anything else. Well, I <sighs> I looked it up and I saw it's the same director. I mean, he directed a lot of things, but Torso. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think he I think he ended up directing two or three more cannibal movies yeah. after this too. Really cool. And there was this weird. I guess there's this weird infighting about who started the cannibal genre. And who's like the godfather of it and like these arguments like, oh, well, the Cannibal Holocaust guy was after us and it's only because he got sued. It was so weird. <laughs> the infighting that happens is so strange and stuff like this. Oh, anyway, Megan, what'd you watch? Cocaine Bear. I'm so Whoa! jealous. I wanted to watch it for today. And I was hoping someone did. Oh, um, I'll watch it this week. Yeah, I think that it really doesn't need any kind of plot setup you pretty much know what you're getting into with the title you're getting a bear and that bears on cocaine um but if you do need a plot synopsis or premise it's basically a whole bunch of people that convene in the wilderness in georgia because a stash of cocaine like a large large stash of cocaine gets uh accidentally dropped um from an airplane so you got mm. cops, you got criminals, you got tourists, you got teens, all converging, and you've got a rampaging apex predator. Um, this is directed by Elizabeth Banks. It opens with a song that is very <laughs> prevalent in Wet Hot American Summer. So I think, <laughs> really, yeah. So I think that that alone kind of establishes the tone, even if you didn't have a clue based on Cocaine Bear, but it is. Very much like that same kind of humor from Wet Hot American Summer, which means that it is humor first and foremost. Um, it does get very, very gory. Uh, yeah. there the is, red band looked pretty brutal. Yeah, there is a whole centerpiece uh, sequence that is excruciating in terms of like gore and like wounds and harm and violence doled out. Um, it's really funny, though. It's, it's very funny. Um, yeah, I think... That those hoping it's going to be more horror than comedy might be disappointed mm. uh, because it's more you, wolf cop. No, it's more comedy. It's more wet, hot American summer. Like oh, if you cool. like, like it's literally that's the humor. That perked up Zena. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's a comedy first and foremost. It just happens to have a lot of gore. So it's mm. I mean, wolf cop is at least you know it's a werewolf intentional horror comedy. This is a historical event that is bizarre and really played up um i do think that the way that they approached the bear was really genius um i know people were complaining about the cg but i don't want to see an actual bear in harm's way so i'm perfectly no. fine yeah. with this being cg i feel like that's the only way to do it mm -hmm. um yeah i don't want to rile up a bear to the point where it looks like <laughs> it's on cocaine yeah no yeah I don't. like what <laughs> yeah um they obviously she's they're taking some artistic liberties and i think that's why it works if you were to try and play this too close to reality that that could be depressing but no i think 
give me more goofy movies like this. Uh, give me like gory deaths and people just being very silly. It's a really good cast. I really, I really liked the cast. So yeah. I was just going to, I think I saw, I thought I saw Scott Sices in it. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Who's fantastically funny on Instagram. I think he blew up on TikTok because he was like, worked at Ikea and it was him doing responses to people's comments. <laughs> like, can I talk to your manager? And he's like, no, they don't care either. And it was just like these very like aggressive confrontations with customers. He's a funny guy. Yep. He is in it. He is. Uh, it's a remarkable cast. Um, yeah. There's really nothing else to say. Cause like I said, with a title like cocaine bear, you know what you're getting and it delivers on that. So. And it is based on a true story. Where a bear ingested less than a gram of coke and then died. <laughs> but it did happen, and he is a mascot of one Kentucky town in real life. Mm. I was going to ask about your theater experience because I saw that you posted something, um, what you received when you checked the movie out. Yeah, I got... Uh, I was like, which one? Are you talking about, like, the straw? or like The, the... straw. Yeah, they were handing out straws that look like dollar bills. Um, when oh, I went in. God, that's amazing. I heard that they were going to do that. That's amazing. Yeah, I have a, a friend who is in L.A., and apparently their screening, they were handing out free beers. So I guess must be nice, L.A. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I thought the straw was a very comical touch. And that's kind of the playfulness that you're in for. That, that's That's all there is to that. Um, and then I saw that uh, Scarecrows was on Tubi. It had been a while since I visited that one. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it because it kind of comes and goes on streaming. It's not always available. Um, and this one is uh, it's from 1988. And it's like it, it, it's kind of a strange plot. Uh it's a strange movie. I like it anyways. But criminals, they, they're, they've just done some heist and their loot gets scattered across the countryside. So they have to stop and like part of the gang gets hijacked. They hijack another plane. So it's like two different groups of, of the same heist. Um, one's landing looking for their, their stolen cash and the other one's trying to reconvene with the rest of the group and bringing the, the pilot and his unwitting, like the daughter that they've taken hostage. So it's like all of these criminals plus these two innocent bystanders convene on this farm, uh, which just happens to be inhabited by killer scarecrows. So <laughs> it's almost like somebody was like, quick, Predator is doing really well at the theater. We need to do that. Um, so you've got a bunch of like beefy criminals who, well, they're not quite as beefy as Predators, um, you know, military guys there. But uh, yeah, it's like they just had the same idea to drop these beefy guys into the wilderness and then have some like supernatural threat attack. It is not, it is not like that beyond the, those similarities. It's, it's very interesting how they kind of make these scarecrow. They never explain the scarecrows. You get to see how they like their method of operation, their method of kills doesn't really make sense, no, but the special <laughs> effects are pretty fun. Uh, I do think that we need more scre creepy scarecrow, scarecrow movies. This is so too. hard to say, alliteration. Creepy scarecrow movies. Um, we don't have that many, and this is pretty effective. Like, they're they're creepy and what they do. Like, what is your goal? I don't know. I still have so many questions, and I've seen it multiple times. Um, but I like but it anyway, so that? I don't know. I love that they don't give a background as to why they don't give they you anything. I do wonderful. think it's 
it's clever to have like almost all of them be bad guys from the get go. So it's like, oh, cool. We don't know who's going to die and when because they're all bad. <laughs> Perfect. That makes it easy. How about you, Zena? What'd you watch? I checked out Nocebo 2022 uh, on Shudder. This one got recommended to me last week. I almost watched this. Oh, well, it's not too late. <laughs> you can, you can still, still there. watch it. Yeah. Yay. A fashion designer, she suffers from a mysterious illness that confounds her doctors, frustrates her husband, and then help arrives in a form of a Filipino nanny who uses traditional folk healing to reveal horrifying truth. So this one has a very familiar storyline, but honestly, like the visuals, I'm just so in love with. I really, really, really want it more. I feel like it's gross. There's some gross scenes, but there's some emotional scenes. And then there's like this underlying like message that kind of reminds me of drag me to hell but a lighter version like it's like sugar free but it still like gets the job done you know it's it's a good time um especially if you really like revenge movies i highly recommend checking this one out and avoid fast fashion just leave it alone i'll leave it at that fast fashion yeah so the next thing i checked out uh we have a ghost 2023 on Netflix. Um, Yeah. So the discovery that their house is haunted by a ghost named Ernest makes Kevin's family a social media sensation. But when Kevin and Ernest get to the bottom of of the mystery of Ernest's past, they become targets of the CIA. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of dark movies this week or this past week for reasons. So I kind of really needed to like clean my eyeballs. And I feel like this one was like really cute. It made me laugh from the start to the finish. It's just a very lighthearted, good time. And I have a real appreciation for Christopher Landon because I love how he mixes like um, classic horror with a twist for the audience. And it's great for all ages. So like, I mean, like think like, drop dead fred or like little monsters and stuff like that you know it's really yeah. cute again i like the cast the jokes were hitting it is two hours long but i didn't mind yeah i had a i had a nice time with it it's so. so cute i really liked the family i think they did a really right? good job like that this family is clearly got problems but but they're lovable <laughs> anyway you know, they are, yeah, I wanted to. That dad was just really getting on my nerves. But yes, <laughs> it's a it's a really fun movie. And oh, it does have like a little social media thing going on. And I love oh, that. Yeah, so that's that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Good time. Is, is he better or worse than the dad in Psycho Gorman? I think he's different. Worse. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> he, he's tough... different but i think he's wor- like i didn't really want to fight the dad i just kind of wanted to like i don't know slap him around a little just yeah. just to help him with some stuff but this... with this other one he was a lot he's got ambition <laughs> this one's got unfocused yeah. ambition okay so that's something that's progress all right before we move on what did we watch and how did we watch it i watched suspect zero on hbo max and Mountain of the Cannibal God, a.k.a. Slave of the Cannibal God on Tubi. I watch Cocaine Bear in theaters and Scarecrows on Tubi. I checked out Nocebo on um, Shutter, and we have a ghost on Netflix. Nice. Uh, I think I'm going to need some homework. Um, I'm still going to try and watch Cocaine Bear, <laughs> but as Megan brought up Cocaine Bear, I can just watch it for myself and not talk about it here, just in case. <laughs> And Zena can give me a movie pick that doesn't involve her having to fight me. Yeah, no, not not this week. I'm I'm I calm down. I have um, all right, all right. Water. What do you okay, got for me? Okay, so uh, I remember when I was talking about this movie, you were excited about it. So, have you checked out The Hills Run Red yet? 
No, I haven't. Okay. It is still available on Tubi and I highly recommend checking it out because sometimes it's just one of those movies where it's not, it's never really streaming for too long. I will check that out tomorrow. Thanks. How about you, Megan? Piggy. No. Oh man, this is going to be a rough watch for me. On Hulu. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear really good things about it, but this is going to be a tough watch for me. It may not. We don't know. It it might not. Oh god, I, I think hope you'll it like is, it. Though. <laughs> I mean, you guys have you you guys have assigned me plenty of hard watches that I really liked. Yeah. You know, Sissy was a hard watch. But it was really good. Like I didn't necessarily, I wasn't happy about what was going on, but I can still appreciate. But yeah. All right, I think I'll be watching Piggy second. <laughs> we'll see. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Vertigo Films has announced that they are lining up a horror dream team for a TV series, uh, The Last Days of Jack Sparks, which is based on Jason Arnop's novel of the same name. Screenwriter Gabby Hull uh, is adapting the book, and Rob Savage, who directed Host and Dashcam, will direct. Uh, the plot follows a pop culture journalist, Jack Sparks, a supernatural skeptic who is making a documentary about the cult. No stranger to controversy, Sparks laughs in the face of the devil by mocking an exorcism he witnesses, putting in motion a series of terrifying, tragic, and mysterious events. It is a British character-based modern horror story that'll take audiences on a thrilling and disorienting ride, exploring our obsession for true crime through a lens of mysterious, hilarious, and utterly off-his-head protagonist i thought that this was interesting one because i i it's been years but i did read the last days of jack sparks and it is a character that feels almost like a rock star in terms of just like shock jockey personality if mm -hmm. that makes sense um so i'm curious because i i do like when we have what is it the last exorcism where you have this skeptic mm -hmm. in this role mm -hmm. who kind of gets a comeuppance so to speak but also like interestingly rob savage is on a streak um you know he's got the boogeyman coming out soon and he's already getting this which will be a tv show so very interesting i like john's face he's got some angry face <laughs> it's not angry it's skeptical because i watch dash cam yeah. so i'm not sure what to think I'm um, just, it depends on which way the shock jock style personality goes. Yeah. And as to whether I will be enjoying this movie or never watching it again. Yeah. I think it is going to be a fine line because in the book, he, it is a very fine line of whether he's a likable character or not. Mm. So we shall see. Yeah. And that's fine. I like complicated characters, um, but I think complexity is important. It's like, Watching Game of Thrones, this... you know, like you hate a character and then oh, there's complexity yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. As opposed to, wow, you're just the worst and you're the worst just to be the worst. This like, is a and series I don't though. Watch that. So, yeah. So there so is that, that. I might not, we'll, we'll see. Other... Yeah. You have to have something to make people want to keep watching. Yeah. You, so. get, you got time to build that, that arc there. Um, and speaking of exorcisms, this dropped uh, on Ash Wednesday, because of course it did. Of course. <laughs> uh, but Julius Avery, the director behind 2018's Overlord, is heading back into the horror genre with The Pope's Exorcist, which is going to release in theaters on April 14th. So the trailer dropped, the first official trailer dropped on Ash Wednesday, because, you know, that's how you that's how you do 
Uh, yeah. The post- Pope's exorcist is based on real-life exorcist Father Gabriel Amorth, the legendary Italian priest who performed over 100,000 exorcisms for the Vatican. Um, which there 100, is... 100,000? according to this synopsis. Um, but there is... I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if either of you have, but like William Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist... I watched that. Okay. Yeah. So then you should be able to tell us all about The Pope's Exorcist. That's the uh, same. That's the same guy. Well, that I think that's the the thing that confuses me because in the documentary, William Friedkin famously directed The Exorcist, did a documentary on this guy. Yeah, and I think it's on. We must have watched. We watched it on Prime or something, or Shutter. It was streaming. I think we watched it around Halloween. But he was kind of showing, and he and, and it follows him doing an exorcism. But this exorcism takes like days and days and days. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing over and over and over and over again. And, you know, think whatever you want about exorcisms or, or this sort of a role. But how, how do you exor- do 100,000 exorcisms if an exorcism potentially takes multiple days? I, I, my math isn't the best. That seems like a lot of years, even if you're doing one or two or three a day. Like, that's a lot. So, hmm. Those might be some dubious numbers. I don't know. Maybe he's, it's like a pyramid thing and he's taking credit for all of his disciples or apprentices or whatever they call them. I don't know. I haven't seen the Maybe he did a whole soccer stadium. Yes. It was a, yeah, the power of Christ compels you to win this match. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I guess (laughs) I'm going to find out in April. Um, But the Pope's, uh, I already said that. Frank, Frank O'Nero is uh, the titular pope in this scenario uh russell crowe is the real life exorcist father gabriel amorth and ralph ineson who uh does have a very distinct voice he's in the witch and he is the green knight in the green knight mm. he voices the demon uh and the pope's mm. exorcist is rated r for violent content language sexual references and some nudity so you know your standard for exorc possession horror i guess so mm. we shall see we shall see um, and then back to TV news on the way from HBO Max is a series titled Welcome to Dairy, which will serve as a prequel to the two Stephen King movies from Andy Muschietti. And the project has officially been given a straight to series order, which means that they're not going to bother with the give me a pilot and then we'll tell you if we pass or fail. No, just give it. Give it. Um, so Andy Muschietti and Barbara Muschietti, they were both behind it in it chapter two and Jason Fuchs are on board um, the Pennywise prequel project from Warner Brothers Television. Andy Muschietti will direct multiple episodes of the series, including the, the, the premiere. The series will begin in the 1960s in the time leading up to the events of It Part One, uh, which was the 2017 film based on the novel. And the story is said to include the origin of Pennywise the Clown. And I'm not sure. Obviously, it's way too early for, for us to even know this. But I I don't know if that means that the clown itself or the entity that assumes the clown's form. I don't know. Yeah. How far back in history they actually go for this one. How cosmic trippy are we going to get series? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Stephen King said, I'm excited that the story of Derry, Maine's most haunted city is continuing. And I'm glad Andy Muschietti is going to be overseeing the frightening festivities along with the brain trust, including his talented sister, Barbara red balloons all around. I kind of like that catchphrase (laughs) because it's like, the horror version of two thumbs up, red balloons. Yeah. So yeah. All right, listeners, your turn. Would you like Russell Crowe to exercise you? Oh, exercise, okay. Exorcise. Yeah, either. 
Are you look? Are we looking at an it extended universe in the making? You can call or text us at two two four four seven five one zero four zero. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us bedisgustingpodcast at gmail dot com. Finally, Zine is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zina, what should we be watching? First, I have some news. I didn't want to interrupt your <gasps> flow. Ooh. Yeah, this news. is a rare thing. Megan <laughs> is in a documentary. Yes, and she it's, is. Yeah, it's available. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is available on 4K and a part of like the special features, you'll be able to check it out. The Legacy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There she is. It's Megan. Megan's right there. Well, Yay. my face on your screen. That's scary <laughs> or not. I don't know. Not at all. Speaking cool of beans. 4K, I saw The Haunting is getting a 4K release. Everything's getting a 4K release now. It's the new Blu-ray. Except except Brain Dead. <laughs> They're working on that. Like, I don't they've been working oh, on that for I the past so. couple of years. Brain Dead and Bad Taste. Please. <laughs> Sorry, Zena, you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh first up, we have on Thursday the 2nd, we have Spoonful of Sugar. This will be available on Shutter. A babysitter working on her thesis about children with severe allergies is hired to babysit little Johnny, a sickly mute child who suffers from energy, not from energy, from every allergy under the sun. As she discovers Johnny's dark family secrets, things be- begin to become unhinged. Uh-oh. Then also on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do the music, but I, I know. I don't know. You guys are probably sick of my theme. music. Nah, we need no, them. Okay. Never. The music, the, the sound effects, the, the commentary, all of it. Okay. Well, the next up we have The Park. This will be available on VOD. After a virus kills all of the Earth's adults, rival children battle for control of an abandoned theme park. A uh, fact about this one, it was actually reportedly filmed at an abandoned Six Flags in New Orleans, which was closed Ooh. after Hurricane Katrina since so 2005. That's crazy. Oh, I saw the trailer for this one. Yeah, it looks oddly intense. Like there's a big Mickey Mouse abandoned looking statue building or something. Yeah, I saw some Creepy. screenshots of it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Then we have on Friday the 3rd, we have a good amount of movies coming our way on Friday. First up, we have The Children of the Corn. This will be available in limited theaters. So, yeah. You oh, know, thank God they made another one. There's just, uh, yeah, okay. Well, Children of the Corn. <laughs> Children of the Corn. You know what it's usually about. You know, um, there's like a possessed spirit in the cornfield and there are these little children on a bloody rampage, so that's what you yeah. can expect with that one. Then we have Hunter Kill Her. This will be available on VOD. A janitor in a furniture factory finds herself in a fight for her life when she becomes the target of a sinister mask intruders. As the disturbing motives become clear, she relies on her crafty insects and makeshift weapons to make it out alive. Ooh, doesn't that sound fun? It does. Then we also have Consecration. This one will be available on VOD. Um, last week or well, a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was like in limited theaters. So a woman travels to a convent in Scotland to find out what really happened to her brother who died suspiciously. Once there, she uncovers, um, you know, murders and disturbing truth about her own past. Then we have, this is still Friday, The Creeping. This will be available on VOD. A concerned young woman moves home to look after her grandmother and soon finds herself fighting a malicious presence with a dark secret. There's a lot of secrets going on in these movies. Did you guys notice that? Everybody has a secret. So many, too many secrets. Yeah. Well, then, if they okay, talked, finally, 
Like, if they talked and didn't have secrets, then just, would there be yeah. a movie? I mean, they could smell. It's like, it could be a if lot there was never movie. any miscommunication, would we ever have a romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have them skeletons in the closet. Yeah. True, but sometimes it's just overwhelming. Like, just tell your secrets, this you know? Is true. Just put it out there. Yeah. Then we have on Tuesday, the 7th, we have Unseen. This will be hitting VOD. Two women form an unlikely connection when a depressed gas station clerk, Sam, receives a call from Emily, a nearly blind woman who is running from her murderous ex in the woods. Emily must oh, survive the ordeal. I saw this trailer. This looks good. Okay, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm normally not excited about new releases. It's more like, all right, I'm more happy movies. for you. But yeah, now Emily must survive um, with the help from Sam being her eyes from a video call. And then finally, we have Rebroken. This was another one that's going to be available on VOD. A devastated father receives recordings from a mysterious stranger that allows him to communicate with his recently deceased daughter. Oh, Tobin Bell's in this one. That's all. Oh, Screenbox. Don't forget your eyeballs. Watch it. Thank you. <laughs> and that's the bloody disgusting podcast for this week everyone if you'd like to read more from megan you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on twitter at haunted meg xena can be found on our own website realqueenofhorror.com and the youtube channel of the same name or at lovely xena on twitter and you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast creepy don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on instagram and twitter at be disgusting pod or drop us an email at be disgusting podcast at gmail.com so for this week i'm john Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. 